That was a goal. What? That was liquid football. Uh, shit! Did you see that? Wow, this is amazing what dreams are made of. Honestly, I, I can't put into words what this means to every single one of these girls. All right, then, women, women, women. Welcome to Pod Culture Volchez. Diplomatic Community. Me, Dean Overlino. And joining me as always is my hetero life mate, Mr. Kevarini Beady 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 Beady. Bonsoir. Ooh, bit of French there. Francais. Lovely jubbly. So, um, we're still we're recording. We're doing a couple today, aren't we? We are. Going to be honest to say we've uh, it's a bit of an endurance marathon, that mate, because it is uh, it is sweltering, isn't it? It is. Isn't it? It is. It's sweltering. You could ring my scrotum out, I think, right now. No, I'm bad. Yes, uh, yeah, we're having a we're having a bit of a a fest. Yeah, TV marathon, mm. marathon, marabone, Maradona, marabogies. Mar Mar so, oh yeah, just pick one. Anyway, straight into it. Now, what shall we talk about? This uh, this week we have watched and are going to talk about a film from 1993 called Freaked. Probably one of the maddest films Mad. I've ever seen. Mad of a Mad Jack McMad. Now this is you hadn't seen this before. I've never seen this one before. I've never even heard of this one before. <laughs> Definitely the, flew under the radar. <laughs> the old Bradshaw radar. Exactly. But uh, no, I've I've seen it a number of times because uh, I remember renting it when it came out. Ninety three is nearly thirty years ago. It's uh, directed by Alex Winter, which is obviously Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, and he's Bill. I think he did some of the national lottery adverts, didn't he, back in the day? I can't remember. I'm I only sure know he went into like TV commercial uh, directing. I only know him from being in Bill and Ted, Lost Boys. And, oh yeah, isn't he? And this. What a mullet. The Moulin Rouge. Crash Bang, what a mullet. Yeah, he looked like one of those geezers out of Kachigugu in there. Billy Billy Monty, Moulin Rouge. But um yeah, I, I was surprised you hadn't seen this because, uh, I, I mean, it has it has got cult. It's got cult written all over it, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and it's got quite an ensemble cast as well, which is another reason why I'm yeah, surprised I hadn't heard of it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Alex Winter is stars in it, and it's got William Sadler. Die Hard 2. And is also a bit of Ted. Yeah. Old Deafening. <laughs> old Deaf and Dumb. Old Deaf, yeah, old deaf and Dumb, yeah. Yeah, um, there's lots of different cameos. Brooke Shields pops up. Randy Quaid is my favourite character in it, who plays the mad freak show. Freak show owner, doesn't and, he? Uh, yeah. And um, should Mr. T, didn't you? Mr. T. Clubber Lang himself. Clubber Lang is the bearded lady, so, yeah. which is crazy, even just saying that. And uh, John Hawkes, isn't it? That's a, that's a, that's a, a mad one, because I mean, even like looking at the picture now on the telly. 
you'd have no idea that was John Hawkes. And I'm watching something <laughs> that came out of a couple, well, I'm watching like a show on um, Amazon at the moment, and it came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. And he's one of the, the, he ends up being one of the main characters, and you think, how on earth did he do that film? Like, nearly 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, he obviously wasn't as uh, popular. Known. Known. Known about, about the, the manor. And the, the other guy that is um, supposed to be his best mate is uh, Michael Stoy Anavo. I can't really say his name, but he seems familiar. He is the older brother in Blossom. Do you remember oh, the old days? Oh, Blossom. Yeah, yeah. The girl is in uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Misses. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, that's what I think, man. Joey Lawrence oh, yeah. is the middle brother. In. Whoa! You've got um, Bobcat Goldfight. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about him, yeah, as the uh, as a sock, sock man. man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Do you think he's, he no, he can't talk like that normally. No, it's like his police academy voice though, isn't it? Yeah. So the premise of the film is... Oh, and, and a special cameo went there, uncredited. Oh and yeah, by the man himself, yeah. The man himself, Juan Wick. Yeah, Keanu... Hearts. Yeah, Johnny Utah. Yeah. You wouldn't recognise him because he's got loads of makeup on as the dog boy, but I believe it's uncredited and he did it as a favour to Alex Winter just so that he could be in it. But uh, just a quick premise of the film um, Alex Winter plays a vain actor and uh, travels with his best friend and an activist, and they end up at a mutant freak farm run by a weirdo scientist, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Um, it's not just a normal freak show. You see, I not only exhibit freaks, I make them. Just like Michelangelo saw the angel in the stone. I can look at a guy like Kevin Costner and see a giant peach grub who can fart the blue denim. Out of uh, this toxic waste that uh, concoction isn't he He's yeah from, was it EES yeah everything except shoes company it, yeah it all started when I was approached to be spokesman for a multinational corporation called EES oh the everything except shoes people right but it's just it's terrible it's just mad scene after mad scene which is brilliant for uh, Randy Quaid because he plays mad in most films doesn't he I mean he's yeah. even like Independence Day <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's just like a, it's just a crazy, mad magazine type film. Because even at the beginning, when the, the Mexican guy's talking, mm. and then he just starts shrinking. So we've got about <laughs> four people playing this guy. And the second to last one is the Oompa Loompa from the, it, yeah. the, the Johnny Depp. Yeah. Really wonka, yeah. <laughs> it's just really small. <laughs> it's just insane. It's kind of a bit like, I guess, Aeroplane, but more mad. Weird yeah, I, like I say, I've, I've seen some mad films in my time, but this would most certainly be up there. But I'd probably say this is the maddest um, and funniest film at the same time I've probably ever seen. Really? Cause it, well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, like, when I think like mad, I mean like yeah, not, not yeah, nice sort of mad movies. Yeah. But this one, like you say, it was just one thing after the other, um, and it just doesn't stop from the moment it goes. It yeah. doesn't stop until the moment it finishes. I mean, it only runs 81 minutes. 81 minutes. Right yeah. up my street, Dad. Right up, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Chris Akabusi said, get out there, get the fucking job done, or fuck off! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, 
Yeah, it's just, it's just really, it, there's so much going on, it's just, I mean, even like, they all the freaks tell their story about they ended up at the freak show, and there's a hammer, just a hammer on the floor, and it turns out that Randy Quaid bought a spanner and then changed so it into a hammer. hammer. <laughs> <laughs> there's that little bit later on where they've uh, concocted this kind of like escape plan, haven't they, to dress yeah. up like milkman. And I didn't notice it at first, and you said, look, the hammer's dressed up as a milkman. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> Mr. T was older, dude. I got, I got to a point in this film, and I did think to myself, how on earth did this film ever get made? Because it's so right. bonkers. Yeah. You know, how do you sell that? Like, I just for an independent studio. I just think it, at, the, at the early 90s, that was... He probably had a bit of he had free reign, didn't he? Off of Bill and Ted, didn't he? Yeah. And... Uh, Maybe it's maybe it's a, a deal he did with the studio. Like I'll I, come back, I'll do the second one. If I can do this, I think it was shit canned at the time. I it, it would have been because mm. most things like this are. But it's as I say, it's, it's got cult status now. But it's just right up our street for that silliness. It is, yeah. The bloke who's been turned into a worm, a giant worm, he can't wipe his own ass. Yeah, that's, that's what he's he does. <laughs> that's what he's going about. <laughs> you got the little kid, the little kids bringing as well. I was going to say that, yeah. They, they keep calling him uh, the troll. The troll, yeah. A little ginger oh, kid G with giant ears. What's his name? Stewie. Or Stewie. Stewie. Or Steve. I, I can't remember. Stewie Glock. <laughs> Look, I got a rare still from your first season on the Baker's Dozen. Could you sign it for me, please? <laughs> but he's like Alex Winter's like biggest fan, isn't he? Yeah. But he follows them around everywhere, <laughs> even to the point where they sort of chuck him out of a, of a plane, don't they? That's no, that's in the beginning because they run away from him and hide in the toilet, and there's a woman having a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they start to go out and they go back in again. Crushing his door, and then he's talking to him, and then a trolley goes past and knocks the kid out of the plane, doesn't it? Yeah, and as he goes to get up, he. Uh, Leans on the door handle, don't he? Out he goes. Yeah, out he door goes. Door open, and out he goes. But also, at that time when he flies out, they've got some old fellow in a wheelchair flies out as well. <laughs> <laughs> and the stewardess just leans so, out and shuts it. So stupid. And yeah. then he's stuck on the side of the airplane thinking he's uh, doing his Tom Cruise impression, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just keeps popping up. Oh, and then you see that shot, don't you, where it's... Uh, it's like a farm and there's this big, massive uh, bale of hay. You hear, oh, and you think he's going to land on it. He doesn't. He just lands on Next the floor. Next to it. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, I'm okay. And his book smacks him on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this little kid, though, just getting bloody shit. And for some reason, though. they stuck these massive prosthetic ears on top of him. He looks like Howdy Doody from the 50s. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's just totally insane. well there's that bit later on isn't there where uh, he tries to escape that meeting and they go freeze and then he, st he stands there and nobody <laughs> notices he stood right in the middle of the room <laughs> it's not moving stupid stuff like that. <laughs> it's like with the um, with the, the display when uh, Randy Quaid makes that model of his own freak fair <laughs> oh, yeah. and it's sort of smaller and he says I want to open a bigger better on the right part. I'll, 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 I'll do Disney, Disney, don't I? And he undoes it. It's just a bigger version of what's already there. <laughs> oh, and I suppose Jake and the fat man was just a fluke. Because even William Sadler looks surprised, don't he? Yeah. Was it, I want to... What does he say? I want to fuck Disney's dead arse or something. <laughs> yeah. 
I want Disney bigger. <laughs> yeah, one of my favourite scenes that I always remember as well is when Randy Quaid is watching the telly yeah. and they're all the freaks trying to escape and they go into his lab and they're just making shit loads of noise. Really noisy <laughs> and nothing. And then it goes all quiet and uh, Alex Winter knocks a cup off the side and it bangs the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and it cuts to Randy Quaid. Styrofoam cup. <laughs> it gets out, gets out of there. And the bizarre reason why there's two eyeballs which are like his surveillance system that's it but they're rasters yeah exactly yeah. iron eye <laughs> going around with a couple of uh, Jack Burton guns aren't yeah. they <laughs> and they've got the raster hat on and all that yeah one of them's got even like a, a spifter on the go in, in his eye nobody move nobody get a hurt so John Hawkes is uh, is he is it cow cowboy isn't it yeah cowboy cowboy's just a cow isn't it yeah and they keep uh, uh Milking them, don't they, for milkshakes and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Nosy the nose man. It's Nosy just a geezer with a massive nose. And nobody seems to like him. What your faith in God can do. Faith is a noun. It's like a half gremlin, isn't it? Because he, yeah. he's feeling sorry for himself. So, oh, hopefully they're still casting for Gremlins 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's kind of like half gremlin up, isn't he? He is, yeah. <laughs> But the, the company that did the special effects, which are really out there, I think it's, it was Mad, was it Mad George? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. We said about it, didn't we, at the beginning? Yeah. Because yeah. you, you seem to think it was... Sex Machine from uh, Dawn, Dust Till Dawn. That's it. Um, oh, never mind. But yeah, really, really funny, really funny stupidness. Obviously, they uh, at the end they find um, just randomly they find those macaroons and they all will eat them. Just not know. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Randy Quaid says, "I've uh, hidden the antidote in a delicious batch of macaroons." Yeah, macaroons. And then, of course, at the end they're all all right, but because the worm fella doesn't like macaroons, he's still it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> preposterous. Just because someone doesn't like macaroons. <laughs> This machine is now the sole property of the Everything Except Shoes Corporation. What? Eat shit, yokel. <laughs> I'm really glad you liked it because it's one of those films. It's bizarre. It's, it's absolutely bizarre. I invite anyone to watch it. Is that the sort of film you'd watch again, though? Eventually? Yeah, I'd watch, I would watch it again. Yeah, mate, it was brilliant. Yeah. Put away those fiery biscuits. So, a bit of pop culture from TV's past. That's it, yeah. Well, I can't remember how I say it now, anyway. Do you ever remember, I mean, a long time ago, in the 80s, they did a, a TV show called Superstars, and it was basically um, sort of sports people, footballers and what have you, yeah. doing other sports, um, sort of like mm. uh, um, athletics and things like that. But uh, well, again, people like Danny Thompson to do boxing and stuff like that. Well, yeah, sort of. But more, or this, something so completely different to what they do. Yeah, it's like this, this one clip on the show which I always remember is because I remember watching it when I went out last night. It's Kevin Keegan, obviously a footballer, yeah. and he's in a bicycle race. I was named after him. Were you? Yeah, yeah, I was the named after Kevin Keegan. So he's a what? He's having a bike race. He's having a bike race, but. He comes off the bike 
and it just looks horrendous. I'm just gonna I'm gonna play it for you. All right. So you can see what it's like. From the world of international sport come the superstars. England managers are used to coming to grief in front of the media, but this sports contest had one who was doing it over 20 years before he became the boss, just by falling off a bike. Kevin Keegan, paired with the other soccer player, Van Vince, the 100 metre winner. St. John's ambulance <laughs> and put a dress on it. I'll keep a polo or something. <laughs> but I remember that, yeah, so he's wobbling around. Like you say, it doesn't look like he's been in the bike before. And obviously, because he's got that competitive element in his DNA, mm. he's trying to fucking go for it alpha lever. And he comes off of it like a fucking sack of shite. But he's really wobbly, though. I mean, it's just. I'm trying yeah. to work out, was he in high gear or low gear? What was it? He just He's all over the place from the get go. Just don't think it's his thing. The trouble is. You, you think about athletes now, and they train in their own sport. A cyclist would be quite, probably quite nimble with mm. with everything. Where he he's quite a, a, a stacked geezer, and he's quite muscular. He looked look quite hench me on that on yeah. that bike, yeah. But you know, but not many cyclists are, are sort of muscly, are they? No, but I think anyone who can ride a bike would have been. Mm. Right. It's almost like he just doesn't ride bikes. But it's like he went. He took the corner, didn't know how to take that curve, did he? Bang, off he goes. But then I wonder, like, what the you know the the, the floor was like, like gravelly, because it's definitely not like the athletic kind of track we have these days, is it? I mean, that was like no. dust and everything. So I wonder if that, it, he, that's he, old school stuff. Yeah, but he might have just felt really loose underneath. Yeah. That. So maybe that was it. Maybe he was wobbling because he didn't feel he didn't feel confident. That the, but do the you remember when you were a kid and you came off your bike on things and you grazed? Yeah. And it was like you'd need a skin graft or something. You don't really get that no more, do you? No, you don't actually, no. Or oh, it's probably because I don't <laughs> do anything which will put me in that level of danger. Well, true. Mind you, everyone drives these days. Um, I've just got a little... Um, you don't want to go down the old internet oh, to yeah. have a look for internet, some weird yeah. shit. Uh, I've just got this story that I found. Um, and it is... Uh, I think it's from last year, but I didn't hear about it. And... Um, this is the headline for it, right? right yeah. Humpback whale scoops up and spits out lobster fishermen. What? <laughs> <laughs> a man was diving for lobster off the coast of northeastern state of Massachusetts when a whale tried to eat him. Ooh. Cape Cod lobster diver Michael Packard returned to port in Provincetown on Friday with the biggest fish story of a lifetime. Commercial diver said he was collecting the claw crustaceans in a depth of 45 feet and he was swallowed whole by a whale. All of a sudden, I felt this huge bump and everything went dark. Um, initially feeling he had been swallowed by a great white shark. Mr. Packard, I think you'd know if you were swallowed by a great white shark. Yeah, he couldn't feel any teeth around him. 
And then he said, I realised, oh my God, I'm in a whale's mouth. I'm in a whale's mouth. <laughs> and he's trying to swallow me. It's the Cape Cod Times. I was completely inside. <laughs> it was completely black. It wasn't three days and three nights, but the 30 to 40 seconds he estimates he was inside the whale's mouth was long enough for him to fear for his life. Right. Obviously. Um, I just... <laughs> But how did he get out then? They just spat, they him, spat out. him out. Yeah, because oh. obviously they're like fucking plankton, don't they? Um, just like a real life Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's like Pinocchio. Yeah, Pinocchio. Oh, bloody Moby Dick. But uh, what just, a story! It just, uh, just all that could come to my mind was the fact that uh, whales like to go around swallowing semen or trying to spitters, yeah. mm. spitters, not swallowers, aren't they? Yes. Well, you'd think they were, weren't you? Well, have you heard of that stuff that you can get, which is, uh, it's whale puke. I don't know if I've spoken to Whale puke. puke? Yeah, so every so often it, uh, it washes up on beaches, mm-hmm. and it's a clump, and it's, it's whale sick. It's like whale sick, mm-hmm. right? And depending on how much you find, it's worth millions. Really? Oh, it's a funny thing you've done. It's like got an element in it that they use for some sort of really expensive soaps and things like that. Yeah. I've read a story about a guy who found who found a big old lump of it on a beach, and yeah, two million pounds. And that's a find, isn't it? Where did you go and sell it though? Well, you can like pop up to Estee Lauder, isn't it? Stick it on eBay. Stick it on eBay. Yeah. yeah. Genuine well vomits. Yeah. Two million quid. Well, I just found a world bogey! It's <laughs> not worth nothing, mate. Oh, shit. It's mad cat episode. That's mad enough for me. Mad cat episode of the Vulture. Yes. On the Poddington. The Poddington Peas. Poddington <laughs> <laughs> I want you to tell all your friends about me. Anyway, it's too fucking hot. It is too fucking hot. Email us at podculturevultures at gmail.com. Yeah. Any questions or um, feedback or suggestions, and um, we're all over social media. Lovely. I'm just about to go and dip my nuts in the freezer. Catch you on the flippity flap! Biggity bar This is great banter. It really is. Styrofoam.